Today's podcast is brought to you by Honeypot Wraps. Living here on beautiful Vancouver Island, we are all trying to do our part to help the environment as best we can. We buy food from local farmers, we support local businesses, and make a point to recycle our waste. Another easy and effective way to help is to cut out the need to use and throw away plastic wrap and use Honeypot Wraps for all your food storage needs. Honeypot Wraps are waste-free and sustainable food wraps that are handcrafted on Vancouver Island and are naturally antibacterial. They are made with local Vancouver Island beeswax, organic coconut oil, tree resin, and 100% cotton materials. With lots of cool styles and patterns available, Honeypot Wraps will be the new standout item in your kitchen. To see all the newest and best-selling patterns, visit honeypotwraps.com or follow Honeypot Wraps on Instagram and Facebook. Use promo code FLANNELELK at the checkout page to get a 15% discount on all your purchases. Honeypot Wraps, live your best plastic-free life. Vancouver Island, welcome back to the Flannel Elk Show, the official Vancouver Island podcast. Thanks for joining us for another Flannel Friday. Today is May 4th, and this week we're bringing you another Flannel Island Sports. I'm just building right now a marijuana episode and a business episode, so those are on the burner right now, cooking up. So I just I wanted to continue like pumping out content for everybody and for myself, it clears my mind. So had to do another Flannel Island sports episode, kind of my hot takes on a, on a few things in the sports right now. But before I get into all of that, I just wanted to uh, again say thank you to our, our first ever sponsor, Honeypot Wraps. You heard the ad at the start of the show, but I, I wanted to add a little bit to it because like, like I fucking hate cling wrap so much. It's the worst. It always clings to itself. And then I have to skillfully kind of try to uncling it and it becomes like a, re- a mess like really, really fast. These wraps eliminate all that fight and I don't have to throw anything into the garbage, which is kind of nice. I'm using one of the wraps that uh, Celeste from Honeypot Wraps sent me and I wrapped up an avocado two days ago and then when I reopened it this morning, it was still fresh. I'm thinking about just buying a bunch and giving them like as gifts to friends and family. They offer free shipping on all orders over $40, so I'll probably just get the set, like the wraps sent directly to their house. I know there's a few markets coming up where Honeypot wraps will be at. There is an Esquimalt Farmer's Market that happened a few days ago. I, I know she was there. Uh, there's one coming up on the 16th and the 30th. Then there's the big, uh, like the big leagues uh, market, which is the Vancouver Island Market, and that's in Nanaimo on May 10th and 11th, the Mother's Day weekend. There's a, a Buccaneer Days in Esquimalt, which is May 11th and May 13th. May 15th, there's a Langford Night Market, and May 31st uh, at the Bench School in Cow Bay. So all those markets, they'll be there. And speaking of the Vancouver Island Market, I, I chatted this week with May Dunlop about running uh, um, Vancouver Island businesses 
and all the ups and downs that we kind of face, like being entrepreneurs. May runs the Vancouver Island Market in Nanaimo, and she has a wealth of information and experience, and we are planning a few projects in the near future. She has a big Mother's Day event planned for May Friday, May 10th from, 10, from 12 to 9, and Saturday from 10 to 6. For more information, check out the website, Vancouver Island Market. I reached out to May because I was planning on releasing our business podcast in the next few weeks. We're also going to be adding a business section to our website, and we will be featuring local Vancouver Island businesses, and also sharing lots of like business tips and tricks and lots of little goodies from local entrepreneurs. So if there's any businesses, like let us know about cool shops like on the island, and we can feature them during that business episode. I'm also very close to recording our first ever Flannel Island Haze episode, which is all about the marijuana industry. And we're going to add a little growing tips for all you home growers out there. I'm meeting with a dispensary owner and a few local companies that are in the marijuana scene here on Vancouver Island. I'm also going to interview some growers that have like a small little grow. And then there's a couple here that have like large scale grows. So I want to bring like proper information for small and large grows to help you with your grow, depending on it, whether you work at a big grow or you want to do a ho- small home grow. Um, I've teamed up with someone to, smart, to start a small marijuana company. I'll be laying out all the services we'll be providing and where to find us. I'll also read all the questions that have been sent to me about the growing marijuana industry here on Vancouver Island and just little things about consuming it and stuff like that. So um, thanks for thanks for sending in all the, the questions. We probably had about 10 or 12 questions total sent in last week and like eight or nine of them were about marijuana and now that like dispensaries are allowed to sell and things like that. So I reached out to a few people and uh, we're just working out a schedule to bring them on and we can give you lots of goodies about the dispensary angle from it. Uh, I worked in a dispensary and I, I've been growing for quite some time now and so Lots of uh, wealth of information that will be coming your way. So that's pretty much all the maintenance that we have and all the upcoming um, projects that I'm going to be working on. Starting Monday, I'm going to try to put something on the website every single day. So five uh, through Monday through Friday anyway. I need I need the weekend to take some time off. But Monday through Friday, I'm going to be adding whether it's a, an article, a blog article, whether we put some video or some audio on there of you know little business tips or you know, marketing tips or how to navigate through social media. Um, there'll be some marijuana things on there. Always lots of sports. Uh, working on a few health things. So check out the website, www.theflannelelk.com. Lots going to be on there. So there's a lot of updates that we can do on different playoff series and MLB. But there's just a few things that, like, I, I just I wanted to talk to you guys about. Some hot takes, I guess it would be. So the first one that I want to get into that's really, really pissing me off is the Houston Rockets are the fucking worst. Basketball is a fast-paced sport with the best athletes in the world. It's amazing to watch on TV, and if you've seen a game live, it's even better than that, like in the arena. It's crazy how athletic and how fast these guys are, are running, jumping, starting, stopping. Not the Rockets. They needed an extreme usage offense of James Harden during the season when Capella and Chris Paul were out with injuries, but they've decided to stick with it now that they are back and they're in the playoffs. Harden is one of the most unique scorers of all time, but it kills the flow of the game. Dribble, dribble, dribble for 15 seconds, drive into the help defense and look for a foul or bomb a step back three. I have Golden State fatigue after seeing them dominate for the past four or five years. 
and I'd like another team to rep the West in the finals, but no way I want it to be Houston. James Harden is supremely talented. He's probably the most unguardable player in the league or one of the top, but it's just so annoying. It just drains drains everything out of me watching it. There's no real flow to the game, and they live and die by him and his supporting cast is bombing threes down. It's, it's not fun basketball ball to watch. I hope Golden State smashes them in the mouth, so they're forced to make a lot of changes, but who knows what changes they can make. And that's going to kind of lead me into my next hot topic. Chris Paul is just dropped off like a ton of fucking bricks. Th- this year he made $35 million. Then he will make $38, $41, and $44 million over the next three seasons. He's not even like the second or third best player on the Rockets anymore. And he barely even has an impact on the game. I'm not one to count another man's money. Good for him for getting paid. But this is really going to hamper any upgrades the team is going to... Th- that they can make because of the salary cap. It's not a good look for a guy that can't make a full run through the playoffs without an injury. I don't know, maybe a straight-up trade with Washington to get John Wall might be worth it. He would be a good fit with Bradley Beal, and when Wall returns from injury, he is younger and has a higher ceiling than Paul does. Interesting how it's going to pan out. I just don't know what Houston's going to do. I don't know what Chris Paul is going to do because he's, you know, a third of what he used to be. He used to be one of the most dominant point guards in our game. Now, and he's being paid like one, but he's definitely not performing like one. And when Eric Gordon is better than you, Capella is better than you, they, yeah, it's just, it's just not looking good for Chris Paul in, in Houston going forward. Even with if Golden State loses Kevin Durant, they're still going to have room to bring someone else in. They're going to they're gonna have, they'll be able to get deeper. You know, they, they, went, they won 73 games without Kevin Durant. They won a championship without Kevin Durant. So, you know, if you can take Kevin Durant's salary and pick up two or three solid rotation players, Golden State's going to be just as devastating next year. And, you know, what flexibility does Houston have? They they don't have much unless they somehow get rid of Chris Paul or a lot of good players decide to take, like, peanuts for salary to come help them out, which I just don't see doing. Uh, Daryl Morey I, will be creative in what in you know trying to bring players in and stuff. He's definitely not shy to to make some deals, but I just don't know what he's going to do. This is uh, this is bad for both Chris Paul and Houston. Next hot take I have is uh, kind of like a future prediction. The Toronto Raptors might not make the playoffs next season. I don't think Kawhi is going to resign, guys. I I don't. And if he doesn't, think of how weird the team is going to be. That's going to be left behind. You have Lowry and Gasol having one year left on their deals. So last year will be their last deal. I think Gasol has a team option for like $25 million, So obviously he's going to take that. Lowry's in the low 30s. You know, both of them have been exposed a little bit here in the playoffs. You know, Gasol is not much of an offensive threat in the, in the playoffs so far. And Lowry is boom or bust. And you can't really, you know, take away Kawhi. Yeah, that's going to be, that'll be weird. Um, so, and I'm not sure why the, the Raptors will sign, re-sign Lowry or Gasol. I know Lowry is like a crowd favorite, but look what they did to DeMar DeRozan just to get one year of Kawhi, right? So this means they'll probably end up being traded in the, this summer or at the deadline um, next season, the trade deadline, for younger players or draft picks. 
Pascal Siakam has like emerged as a borderline all-star player, but I don't know how he's going to handle a larger role in the offense without the luxury of having Kawhi Leonard playing next to you. They're going to have to give him more touches and, you know, who's the point guard and do you, do they are do they feel confident with Lowry, Gasol and Siakam and then like an array of bench players like Fred Van Vliet kind of was exposed as well like you know Philly started pushing him around and they did, you know any team that has length and size like Milwaukee like Philadelphia these perennial teams that are always going to be good even Celtics you know they they used to have a deep bench but you know after they all the acquisitions they made for this year's title run i don't see them reshuffling and trying again it's not as deep of a team they don't have as many assets and yeah it's just weird having lowry the ghosts of lowry and gasol just kind of floating around next year so my big hot take is unless i don't unless they make another big push and try to reshuffle the deck and load up and you know try to make a push they're gonna have to go through boston philly milwaukee you know there's there's a lot of good teams at the top and you know if you don't have Kawhi, who's a top three player in the league you're you're gonna be on the outside looking in you even may you know be a six seven or eight seed you got teams like orlando who have made a push detroit will probably be better so there's going to be a lot of competition at the bottom half of the playoffs for the eastern conference next year and toronto is going to be right there fighting unless they you know unless they deal them off and try to go with a rebuild or they they work some magic but who knows that's uh that's scary what's going to be left for toronto next season next hot take this one kind of hurts to say because i like him so much but terry rozier needs to be an la laker I want him to stay on the Celtics, but if Kyrie stays in Boston next year, it'd be nice to see him in a starting lineup on a contending team. He is tough as hell, and he'd be adored by the LA fans. He just has that that grit and grind aspect. He gives it his all. He can easily help LeBron and run the offense, or he can become an effective player cutting and slashing to the hoop. He can shoot threes, which the Lakers desperately need. Lonzo Ball is talented, but has been hurt for long periods in each of the first two seasons, and it would be a nice change of pace player off the bench with the second unit. Rozier has been Boston's second or third point guard, so even if LA signs another superstar too, he will be getting a starting job and it won't and won't be too demanding of playing time. This is a win-win for both. You can definitely plug Rozier in with any, as long as he's in the starting role, he'll be happy. He's a dog on defense. He, he is small, but he he plays bigger than he actually is. And that's exactly what LeBron needs. If they're not going to make a push, uh, the Lakers, for like Kemba Walker or someone like that. And like, what are you going to have to pay Kemba Walker? You're going to have to pay him 28, 30, or like low 30s in the millions just to get him and for like a you know five or six years he's going to want term and money rosier will be is in in the league's eyes especially because he's not getting the proper playing time in boston like in the regular season or the playoffs he he's not going to be able to demand 30 30 mil 25 mil he might get 20 he might get 18 to 20 but the difference between kemba walker and Terry a full season of Terry Rozier in the starting starting point guard role. Kemba will be in the tier right above him, borderline All NBA. But Ro- Rozier, it's not that big of a fall off. And the difference between 10, 12, and 14 million that you're going to have to pay them each next year, that's that's two rotation players, or that's another another signed guy like giving him the solid contract. You know, bring in someone for 
you know, eight or 10 million. That, you know, that's the difference. Terry Rozier plus another 10 to $12 million player, that's going to, that out equals what you'd get in like a Kemba Walker type thing. I don't think, I don't think CJ McCollum or Dame Lillard are going to be available. So there's limited available point guards that can affect a basketball game. And I think, I think Terry Rozier is definitely one of them. So it sucks, but I, I think Terry Rozier should be a Laker if the Celtics aren't going to keep him because they should keep him. Like if Kyrie is going to bolt and not re-sign, keep Terry Rozier. I want him as a Celtic, but if Kyrie is going to be gone, uh, I definitely want him running it. But if Kyrie stays, no, get him, uh, get him in the Lakers uniform and we'll see him in the, the NBA finals. The last thing that I want to kind of just bitch about here a little bit is, you know, I'm, I, I read ESPN, their website every day and their articles they have. My one main hot take is, does anyone under the age of 45 actually give a shit about horse racing? I've wondered this for over a decade, what the appeal is for horse racing events. I understand it's a huge party and a lot of people attend for that reason. But for ESPN to have the Kentucky Derby featured and covered so heavily blows my mind. They have an article right now about betting odds for the, for the Kentucky Derby and it's featured above NBA playoffs and the Canelo-Jacobs fight that's happening tomorrow. I think it's time for ESPN to start an ESPN Seniors channel and have a website so they can show horse racing and non-Tiger Woods golfing events all fucking day long. I'm 37 years old and have zero interest in watching a jockey on a horse for any length of time. Watching my neighbor mow his lawn is seven times more riveting than a horse race for me. Even if half the jockeys fell off their horses immediately and did a face-first a face plunge in the mud, I wouldn't watch it ever. Take it out behind the ESPN barn and put it out of its fucking misery. That does it for another week of the Flannel Elk Show. Next week, we're going to have um, an actual interview for you guys, so it'll be a lot longer of an episode, a lot more content. Just wanted to get some a uh, few things out while we could while we're we're planning the two other episodes. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the marijuana episode coming out on Friday. There could be another sports one, but for sure we're going to have a flannel uh, flannel island haze and a flannel island business segment coming up in the next two weeks. We may sprinkle some flannel island sports and some flannel island health. Like in the meantime, within the next two weeks, you'll have two of those episodes. I'm, um, we're we're almost there. So, thanks for tuning in, guys, and we will see you next week. Later. Today's music is a song called "Eternal" by our close friend of the podcast, Fridge Beats. You can check out Fridge Beats on SoundCloud, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Google Plus, all under Fridge Beats with a Z. Check him out, guys. Uh, a lot of crazy beats that he has. Just a lot of good tunes, so definitely check him out. And if you're looking for beats, if you're an artist yourself, definitely reach out. Later!